Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hi, Alistair. How's it going, sir? I'm good, man. Uh, first off, big thank you. I think I might be your last interview of the day. So uh, thanks for uh, thanks thanks for squeezing me in at the end of your day. I know it's been a busy one for you. Yeah, no problem, no problem. Uh, first one... Um, You've accomplished so much already in your career. You know, you've got titles for Strike Force and Dream and obviously the K1 Grand Prix. So given all of that and all of the fights that you've had already in your career, um, just where... 85, 85 fights, yeah. 85, yeah, and where's it going to rank for you in terms of your personal pride when you get to walk out there to main event, a UFC uh, card in your home country? That's because obviously yeah. you've never had the chance to do that before. It's uh, it's an honor to be able to bring UFC to my country to headline um, one of their shows. I mean, Hall of Holland is amped. They uh, they sold out the event in 24 hours. Um, yeah, you know, my my personal thing is I like to do cool stuff. Bringing the UFC to Holland, being able to headline their their card is cool, and uh, I feel very privileged to be able to do it. I think you had a you had a media day in Rotterdam today. Is that right? You were sort of talking to the mainstream press over there. Yeah, that was uh, two days ago. Actually, I just got to London because there's some media stuff here going on here as well. Okay. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's Amsterdam, it's Rotterdam, it's London. Being over in Europe to uh, promote the event. Well, what's been the, uh, the media reaction like over in, over in Holland? How's it, how's it gone down? Well, it's been perceived very positive, And uh, that emits some uh, concern about fighting events. But um, I don't know, UFC has uh, built such a good reputation for themselves. And, um, yeah, everybody's just looking forward to it. I mean, basically they've regulated the sport, they've proven it's safe, um, and it's and it's organized well. Um, so everybody's looking forward to have UFC in Holland. Uh, the tickets, it's been sold out in t- within 24 hours, so... What I think is next year they need to come back and they need to fill a bigger stadium. What's the Dutch crowd going to be like? I've, I've experienced the Dutch crowd um, at, a, at a football match. Uh, I was at Euro 2004 and I was just part of a huge a huge Dutch crowd with the umpire band and all of that stuff. It was fantastic. Is it going to be a bit like that at a UFC event? Or what's the crowd going to be like? Well, a Dutch crowd usually loves striking fight. They, they love fighting. I mean, we have a huge history of kickboxing we love uh, we love uh, fights we love striking we love kickboxing it's going to be a, a, a little bit of a surprise to see how they react to the ground fighting it depends on how well people are educated but you know the the level of uc ground fights is high there's always action there's something happening it, it will not be dull so expect the the dutch ufc fans to catch on quick and the other thing is is that uc fans always are enthusiastic so I expect uh, nothing different. I expect the crowd to go wild and uh, it to be a very successful uh, first ever UFC event in Holland. It's, it's a fantastic fight. It's a main event, main event that card, obviously taking on Andre Arlovsky. One of the most interesting angles about this fight, aside from the fact that you're two of the, you know, two of the top heavyweights on the planet and have been for a long time, is the fact that you're both coming out of the same the same gym. Now, MMA is, is obviously an individual sport once you're in there fighting, but in terms of the build-up, it... 
know, there is quite a big team element to it at times. And I know you've you've trained around the world. You've you've trained in different training camps and and all that sort of stuff. So, what's your take on this? I know I know uh, some people are a little bit um, unsure about fighting teammates, whereas other people aren't worried about it at all. I mean, what's your take? Well, uh, I don't have problems fighting teammates. I've done it twice before when I fought uh, Tyrone Spong and when I fought Gokan Saki uh, in the K1 back in 2010. Um, I don't have a problem with it. I see it as sport. In sport, uh, you compete against each other. Um, and um, basically, uh, yeah, make the best man win. And has there been any... Any change in the atmosphere in, in, in the gym? Because I know in the past some of the Jackson guys that haven't been too keen to fight each other. Well, basically, uh, me and Oloski are not friends. Uh, we basically foresaw this coming. We stopped training together for some time now. And, uh, yeah, made the best man win. I, I, I don't have anything personally against him. I'm going to be training very hard to secure this victory. I believe uh, with the victory I will secure uh, my title shot next. I um, assume under Alaska we'll be doing the same, but that's all good. I'm going to go, I'm going to come for the victory, I'm going to view it as sport, and I'm going to take him out. How's it going to work in terms of who corners you for the fight nights and stuff? Have, have Greg, and, Greg and Mike kind of split and one of, one of them look after you, one of them look after Andre? How's, how's, how's that all going to work? Andre Alaski basically uh, joined the team uh, before I did, one or two years before, and uh, both Greg and Wink have decided that they will corner Andre Alaski. Um, yeah, basically, I'm, I'm a little bit more independent guy anyway. I work with uh, several other coaches, so I'll just continue to keep working with these other coaches. Andre Alaski is very dependent on uh, Greg and Wink, so for me, it's all good. For me, it's, uh, again, you know, I, I, I spoke to Greg, and he, um, I consider him a good friend. We already discussed that after this fight, we'll continue where we left off, and everything is positive to us. No, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. Uh, the heavyweight division right now, is, is, is re- it's a really interesting time for the heavyweights, because it's kind of strange, because there aren't really that many new faces coming up and, and taking sort of a, a position of, of contendership. But what we have got is a lot of guys who've been around for a long time who seem to be really hitting form sort of uh, towards the latter stage of their career. Um, how do you see the heavyweight landscape and how do you see things sort of panning out over the next few months? Well, hard to predict. I'm just focused on myself being the best fighter I can be. Um, you know, I've got my fight with um, with Andre Arlovsky coming up. On the other side, you have Rafa versus JDS. That is a fight I'll be watching. Um, the Rafa, the dangerous outsider coming in, and JDS, can he regain his ground? And then, of course, the, the championship, which is Vertum versus Stipe. Hard to predict that one either. I think Vertum has a slight edge. He's a clever guy, comes with good game planning. So, you know, but again, I'm focused on me. Me and Arlovsky for my head. And we'll see, we'll see how the chips, uh, you know, we'll see how the chips are falling after a match. I think you said you had like eighty-five professional fights. I think it's, it's fifty-six MMA fights. Is, is is that right? Fifty-six MMA fights. It's uh, eighty-five MMA and kickboxing fights, but uh, eighty-five fights against top of the world. That's the, that's that's an incredible amount of fights for a top-level fighter. Um, What's what's the end game for you now? I mean, is it simply a case of just doing everything you can to get this UFC title, or are there other things in your athletic career that you're looking to achieve before you before you hang them up? 
Well, the, the, I heard today the magical number of 100 fights. I'm not sure if I will uh, um, get that far, but who knows? Let's see how it goes. My body is still very healthy, and um, I paid a lot of attention to my nutrition, to my diet, to uh, to my physical therapist. So my body is still good, but we'll see how that goes. I mean, if I, if I, if I still enjoy the sport and um, yeah, I'm still going strong, why not make the 100 fight, fights? But other than that, the UFC heavyweight title is the last one that's missing. So that's that's the primary goal now. And I believe with the win on Olowski, we'll, uh, we'll have secured the title shot later this year. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, final one from me, and it's it's not an MMA question, actually. Um, it was a sad day today for, for football and, and for sport in the Netherlands, obviously with the news of the death of Johan Cruyff, who obviously one of the greatest footballers of all time. Tell us a bit about what he meant to to your country and how important he was to Dutch sport? Well, I was um, basically the figurehead of Dutch soccer. And uh, I also was, um, um, I read it in a newspaper online, was aware of his uh, passing, unfortunately, to uh, to the causes of lung cancer. And, uh, yeah, it's a sad day for Holland. I mean, um, it's, it's, it's news that goes, uh, goes about. And, uh, yeah, sad loss for Dutch soccer. Absolutely, he was a true, true legend of uh, of soccer in Holland. Absolutely, absolutely, Alistair. Thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate you uh, finding time for us at the end of a busy day. Um, look forward to catching up with you uh, in in Rotterdam for fight week. But uh, hope hope the rest of the training camp goes well. And uh, as I say, I'll speak to you in Rotterdam during fight week. Thanks again. Got you, man. Thanks.